0: So if you want to open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 6, we're going to look at verses 1 through 10. Another word for burdens is weight, or being weighed down. And I was thinking about this, I'm thinking, well, being weighed down, what's some examples, tangible examples that you can visually see and, and have a better understanding about that? And I was thinking about ships, you ever go down to the beach and just watch the ships go by and they come in with containers and all that? Well, around the base of a ship there's a line that goes around that ship. It's probably about halfway up. If that, when that line hits the water, that's capacity weight. That's all they can carry. And so, it's kind of like, if you give it too much weight, there's a possibility it's going to sink. And I believe that even in our own lives, when we take on too much stuff, when we take on the burden of others, combined with the burdens that we have on our own, I'm just wondering if sometimes we don't feel like we're dragging a ball and chain or we are sinking. You ever felt like you're sinking? You know, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in our church. Another example I'd like to give you is we have Harvest Fest coming up. And that's a lot of work for Harvest Fest. For one person to do that would be a huge burden. And now what that simply means, it would be a heavy undertaking. And so what do we do with that? We cry out to the church or we ask the church to come along and help shoulder it, to help carry it, to, to make it happen in a way that every year has just been so awesome because not one person is trying to shoulder the whole thing. So that's where the congregation gets involved and not one person has to bear all the weight. Now, I'm sure you would agree that more people doing the work, the less the work, right? We had a work day here not too long ago and there was quite a few guys and, and ladies that showed up. And so it made the work lighter. So I'm just wondering... There's there's a fine line between letting people cope with their own stuff and us stepping in to help them. Some of you would know the term codependency or enabling. And there's that very, very fine, fine line. Let's read the scriptures, and then we'll come back and talk about it a little bit more. So we're in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Brethren, even if any one of you is caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself, so that you too will not be tempted. Bear one another's burdens. There's the sharing aspect. And thereby fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is not, he deceives himself. Verse four, but each one must examine his own work and then he will have reason for the boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another. For each one will bear his own load. There is the shouldering or the carrying your own load. Verse six, the one who is taught The word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will receive or reap. Excuse me. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Verse 9, let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then... While we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are in the household of the faith. So when you go back to verse 1, it's very important to understand this, because if anyone is caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual are to help restore. And that means to come alongside. But let me just say this first. It says, those of you who are spiritual... Not those of you who think you are spiritual, or those of you who want to be spiritual. It says, those of you who are spiritual, what does that mean? Well, I think I could probably sum it up in just saying, doing your best to follow Christ. Because we know we're gonna fail, we know we're gonna fall, but he is there to pick us back up. So I would just say in those few words is that doing our best, doing our best to follow Christ. And then we are to restore one with a spirit of gentleness. How many times have you had somebody come to you and get in your face? You know you're not supposed to do that. Man, I remember that as a child. You're not supposed to do that, Johnny! Yeah. Well, I did it anyway. But it just seems, you know, as I've got older, much, much, much older, (laughs) that I've learned that if I want to get something across or if I want to receive something, it's done with gentleness. You can get me to do just about anything if you're not screaming in my face. I'll do just about anything. I'll give you just about anything. And I believe that is the same way when we come up with somebody who has fallen into sin or has stumbled. When you come to them with the approach of I'm here to help support you. I want to share the burden with you. I want to share the weight. I want to share the load. I want to come alongside you and pray for you and be accountable. Oh no, I, the big A word, accountable. The big R, responsible. I want to, I want to come along and I want to help you. That's what sharing the load is about. That's about coming along and restoring them, helping them get back to where they were. Actually, where you were is not really so good, is it? Because that's where you fell. So you really want to help them get to the next level. The next level is just being with them sometimes and comforting them and helping them and being with them. Sometimes just an ear, so they can bend an ear. Sometimes the best counsel or the best medicine is a listening ear. And so to restore them. in the spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself. It's interesting, looking to yourself. Because if I'm struggling with something and I have a brother or sister that falls, that doesn't make sense that I should be the one counseling them on something that I'm struggling with myself or I should be giving them advice or trying to help them walk through it because I can't even walk through it myself and then that goes back to what I said a little while ago those of you who are spiritual counseling and doing those things and helping people so that you may not be tempted there so easy to be pulled back down into old behaviors. I don't wanna go there. Verse two, it says, bear one another's burdens. There we go, there's the answer, right? That's the first part of it, is bearing one another's burdens. Let me ask this question. I just have one question. That's my famous line around here. I just got one question. Are you healthy enough to bear, help bear somebody else's burdens? You haven't really think about that, don't you? Because a lot of times we just want to help people. We have that thing, you know, we, we just want to help. But are you healthy enough to help or are you healthy enough to hurt? Sick enough to hurt? So bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? What is the law of Christ? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord with all your mind, heart, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Can you say that? Can you say that you love your neighbor? Can you say that you want to share your neighbor's burdens? Can you say that you're well enough to... Come alongside and help share your neighbors' burdens. Okay, I got two questions. When does someone else's burdens become your burden? When? Good question. Let me answer that with another question. I have three questions so far. I'm counting them. I'm sure Pastor Michael will take note that I had three questions. How are you prompted to carry a burden? You have somebody that you see fall. Do they come and ask you? Hey, I have, I have, they come and talk to you? hey. I need somebody to come along and help me. Are you asked to help carry that burden? Are you shamed into helping them carry that burden? Well, you don't love me. You're not showing the love of Christ. You claim to be a Christian, but you won't come alongside and help me carry my burden. After all, you know, you're supposed to. You're supposed to be that. You're supposed to carry my burden. How about forced? You ever felt forced to carry somebody's burden? What do I mean by that? If you don't help me carry my burden, I'm leaving. If you don't help me with my dysfunction, I'm leaving. And so you almost feel like you're in a forced situation because you love them so much that you don't want them to leave. And so you become in a forced, and here's the fourth one, and here's the kicker. And I think so many of us fall into this one. Do you just take it on? You see somebody with a burden and you just take it on. You, you almost like go in and pull, push them out of the way and you just take it over. Well, this is what you got to do and this is what you're going to do and I'm going to take you by the hand and I'm going to walk you through this. How does that work for you? Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. How does that work for you? Not very well, does it? You might want to call them the codependent or the enabler. And another term, we'll call them the fixer. I'm going to fix that for you. Now, there are some burdens that we can bear with others. Grief. Sorrow. Sorrow. Tragedy, depression, those things, we can certainly help share the burden with those things or the weight of those things. For some of us, there are some things that don't seem like burdens at all. And on the other hand, there are things that, you know, we take on, wow, that's heavy. And then somebody else just goes, what are you talking about? That's lightweight. So we have to understand what burdens would be easy for us to carry, to help carry because we don't want to get in over our head lest we be tempted and fall as well. It says if anyone thinks he is something when he is not or when he is nothing I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Little engine. I think I can. I think I can. You guys look awful serious out there tonight. I hope you're hearing what the Lord has kind of given me to to tell you tonight because I know that, I know, I mean, I just know that I know that there's a lot of hurting out here. There's a lot of physical hurting. There's a lot of mental, emotional things going on in in life and just in life in general. I mean, if you're not, man, what's what's the secret potion or lotion or motion? You know what I'm saying? Because there's just so much going on. So we bear one another's burdens. Look at verse four but each one must examine his own work and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself. So we have to examine our own works. And where's the boasting? The boasting is not enough. of ourself. The boasting is what the Lord has done for us and what the Lord can do and will do. See, the idea of this is these, when you have a burden is you take it to the Lord. You, don't, you, know, you take it to the Lord and he's the one who carries them for us. We have this thing that we want to just carry. We want to stuff them down in our pockets or stuff them in our heart and just carry them around. And the next thing you know, you're like this. You're dragging around. Or you're weighted down and you can't function and you can't move. You're no good to yourself or you're no good to anybody else. The boasting, any boasting that we have is in the Lord for what He has done. Look at verse 5. For each one will bear his own load. Now, that almost sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? What they're talking about here is everyday circumstances. The things that go on, the burdens, if you will, the everyday things of life. We have routine obligations. We have ministry responsibilities. We have family obligations and responsibilities. Work responsibilities, obligations at work. We have, if you will, if you work somewhere, you have, even if you don't have a contract, you have an agreement with that employer that you're gonna be there from a certain time and leave at a certain time. And sometimes it's hard to make those things on time because of just circumstances around us. And so it becomes really weighty and you know this if you're driving the 91. Right, you know that. Sometimes you gotta leave two, three, four hours, I don't know, early to make it to wherever you're going. And it becomes a real burden, but you have to shoulder it. You have to shoulder it because that's what you gotta do. You just have to do it, you have to bear your own load paying debts paying your rent mortgage paying your car payment paying your insurance paying your ties paying whatever it is you got to pay your babysitter those are those are obligations and things that you have to shoulder those are weighty things they weigh on you well they don't really, not you might say well they don't really weigh on me well let me ask you this. If you were debt-free, would you not feel lighter? <laughs> would you not feel so stressed and obligated, and maybe worrying about where your next light bill is coming from? You see I'm, do you see what I'm saying? Or you, you get where I'm going with this? There's just some things that we need to shoulder. You and I, we have a responsibility to take on these things and follow through with them. I was thinking about Paul. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. He had to shoulder it. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. He had to just man up and take it. He had to shoulder it. He had to bear it. There are people with physical issues going on. You have to bear it. Until God decides to heal you or take you home, you have to bear it. You have to shoulder it. You have to carry it. As long as you don't have you know really deep pockets and a large bank account, you got to go to work. You got to shoulder it. You got to bear it. If you work in Orange County, you got to drive the ninety-one. You got to bear it. You got to bear the weight of it. Whatever brings you that that brings you that way. Thinking about Daniel, he went into the lion's den. Nobody could go into the lion's den for him. He had, to do, he had to bear that weight of that himself. You think about Shad, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had to go in the fiery furnace. Nobody bore that for them. Now, Christ was, God was in there. Christ was in there with them. But they had to do it themselves. They had to go in and do it themselves. There are just things that we have to do. There are just things that we have to take on. And there's no way around it. Those of you who have kids... There's no way you could just... (laughs) What's that commercial where the mom calls and says, I'm taking today off, you know? There is no day off for mom or dad. There is no day. You can't put the kid in the corner. You might try. Only kidding. Don't send any cards. Pastor Michael, no. But you know, you get my drift, right? that there's some things that we just have to. We have to shoulder the consequences of our behavior. We have to shoulder the sins, the consequences of the sins that we commit. Somehow, sometimes people think that because I become a Christian, that my consequences of my behavior prior to become a Christian, just get washed away. Well, the forgiveness of sin, yeah, but the consequences don't. If you robbed a bank and you go, oh, Lord, forgive me, Lord forgives you, but man, the law is going to come and put, put bracelets on you. And they're going to lock you up and you're going to go to jail. So there are consequences. We live in a day and a time when people want to sin and ignore the consequences. The attitude, how about this? Maybe you've heard this one before. It's not my fault, it's the way we were raised. Wow. That's a very common one. We like to blame it on our parents. So we don't have to shoulder it. We can shift it. We can blame our parents. I don't know about you, but not everybody grew up in a rosy home. There are homes out there that are, people are living in poverty and illness and just all sorts of crazy things that are going on. Reality is that we're in a mess today. We are in a mess and we need to take responsibility for the choices that we make. We want to shift the blame. We want to move it over. We don't want to take responsibility anymore. We don't want to shoulder it and say, you know what, I did wrong, man. I did wrong. Give me the consequences. You would be a lot better off if that would happen, if more of us did that. I could tell you a story even about that, but I don't know that this is the appropriate time. But I know that God is a very forgiving and a very merciful God if you're willing to take responsibility of your behavior, if you're willing to shoulder the consequences of the sin or the error that you've made in your life, God is willing to mend that. In fact, he wants to. Verse six, the one who taught, the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Judgment. Judgment is to be shouldered. There ain't nobody going to be able to stand for you at judgment day. Now we've already been judged as believers by the blood of the Lamb. We understand that. But for those who don't believe, for those who don't believe, Hebrews 9, 27, it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment Everyone will stand before God, alone. Everything's stripped away. And then what happens? I was thinking about Moses. Moses leading the people out of, uh, that, you know, the exodus out of Egypt. And he was... Um, he was bearing the weight of leading the people out. And can you imagine bearing the weight? We talk about bearing the weight that we bear. Moses was leading 600,000, I read, people out of Egypt. You talk about a burden, you talk about a weight. I wanna to get to shedding. Things that need to be shed. And we know that Jesus is the burden bearer. Sometimes we cling to a burden and try to carry it ourselves. We could be deceived into thinking God wants us to carry something by ourselves as if we are somehow serving God by doing so. And I think the heaviest burden or load that we carry is sin. And it needs to be shed. So if you'll just back up to Galatians 5. I want to try to give you the prescription or the remedy, if you will, Well, it's not my remedy, but you you get the drip, right? So we're at Galatians 5.16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. So if I'm walking by the Spirit, I'm walking in righteousness. I'm not going to be carrying a load well, I may be carrying a load, but I'm certainly going to be having some help to carry that load. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For they are in opposition to one another. And I think about Paul, you know, he said, and I always get this tongue twisted, but basically is that I do the things that I don't want to do, and the things that I don't want to do, I do. So there's that battle, there's that internal battle. I want to, I I don't want to be dependent on somebody. I want to help people share their burdens. I don't want to shoulder it. So there's this battle going on. I want to help people. Just give me the burden and I'll take care of it for you, would be the enabler or the fixer. There's this battle going on. So that you may not do the things that you please, verse 18. But but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law, verse 19. And here we go. Pastor Chris touched on this a little bit on Sunday. So I'm just going to kind of follow up a little bit with some of this. Now that he was in Colossians. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, fractions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you of those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law. Verse 24, now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another, and then it goes into Galatians chapter 6. I worked it backwards a little bit. But the idea is this, if we're walking in the Spirit, if we're following the things that we should be following, we're not going to be weighed down by the burdens or the cares of this world. We're not going to succumb to those things. Yes, they will be there. Yes, they will be there, but they will be carried in a way that Let me try to explain it this way, if I can. There is, just coming up here to do this message tonight, all right, it was a bit of a burden. What I mean, is, I don't mean burden, I mean heavy weight. There's a lot of weight to come up here and, and talk to you guys and talk about God's word and try to instill something in your life for change. And it's a, it's a heavy weight. And so when, the, when you're sitting at your desk and you're looking at all these notes and all these things that you want to say, and you try to do it on your own strength, it's very, very overwhelming. It's very, very taxing. And then you go, wait a minute. This is not my burden. I am a vessel to be used to glorify God. When you look at it from whatever you're going through, from a different perspective, God just makes a way. It's amazing how it happens because the time is here. The time is almost up. Time has passed. Nothing has changed. The the earth didn't suddenly disappear. I didn't disappear. You didn't disappear. You showed up. All these things take place, and here we are, we're stressing over, we're under the pressure, under the weight, and things happen. Things happen, they continue to move. Time does not stop. My point is this, is that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you have on your shoulders, no matter what you're trying to carry, no matter what is a ball and chain on your ankle where you feel like you can't move. God can take care of it. God can deliver you from it. He can heal you from it. He can make you whole again when you feel like you're just crushed. Sometimes I feel like I'm just crushed. And I go, wait a minute, it's not my load. I must be taking on you know, more than I'm supposed to. Maybe some of you at your jobs, you're taking on and taking on and, and you just feel the pressure and the weight. Sometimes you have to just shed things. A lot of times we want to bottle it up and we go, oh, I can do it, I can do it. I want to please my boss. I don't want to lose my job. But what happens if you don't? You lose your mind. So there's some things that just need to be shed. Sometimes you have to take a stand. I can only do so much. Now, not to be confused with God will not give you more than you can handle. God will give you more than you can handle. That's why we have to turn to him. That's why we have to look up to him. If he didn't give us more than we can handle, we wouldn't need him. We would just keep on and on and on in our ridiculous cycle that we go through. But sometimes we as human beings take on more than we're supposed to take on. Sometimes we want to be the fixer and take on more than we're supposed to take on. And what happens is the person that stumbled doesn't have to take responsibility because somebody else has picked it up and started to run with it. We end up in trouble that way sometimes. We need to shed the weight of sin. Once you shed it, oh man. The weight, when the weight goes away. There's freedom and there's liberty liberty. Life is tough. There's no doubt about it, man. Life is tough, amen? Amen. Just sometimes getting up in the morning is tough. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it is tough. Look at verse 9. He says this, Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. I'm not trying to tell you not to share somebody's burdens. I'm trying to tell you not to take on more than you can, you know, overextend yourself. I use the analogy of the boat or the ship. If that ship takes on more than it can handle, it's going to sink. It's not going to be what it's supposed to do. I have a truck. And I have something wrong with the rear end in the truck. It makes a noise. So what I do is I don't use it like I'm supposed to. It's supposed to carry stuff. But I'm afraid until I get it fixed, if I put too much weight in it, then it's going to break. Same thing for us. We put too much on ourselves. There's the potential to break. I said we put stuff on ourselves. We, not God we have a tendency to overextend ourselves. You don't need to carry it your own, on your own anymore though. I'm gonna give you some scriptures. You can write them down if you want to. But Psalm 55:22 says this, "'Cast your burden, on the lord and he shall sustain you he shall never permit the righteous to be moved god is glad to carry your burdens and give you the daily strength that you need isaiah 58:6 says is this not the fast that i have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke it's not God's will that you should be crushed down with excessive burdens. If you have that going on, let him free you tonight from those things. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Come to me all you labor and heavy burden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus will remove your heavy burden of guilt and hopelessness and give you true rest in him. 1 Peter 5, 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly what's going on. So I'm just wondering wondering where you're at. I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of you, some fairly well, some not so well. But I know the faces. I'm really good with faces, but I sometimes don't know my name. Sometimes I don't know my face. But I'm just wondering, what I would like for you to kind of just do is that this is an opportunity for those of you who are struggling with this very same issue that I've been talking about. I mean, you don't have to let it continue to go on. I mean, God is just waiting. Sometimes He's just waiting for you to say, I surrender. I surrender it to you. I mean, I'm tired of carrying this burden. I'm tired of carrying other people's burdens too. Ones that are not necessary, that I wanna take over because I'm a control freak. Sometimes we get our value in being controlling. Our values in Christ. He's the only reason we have any value at all is Christ. So my charge to you tonight is simply this. Just examine yourself. Take a little close, take a little look at yourself. You know what's going on in your daily life. You know what your days consist of. Here's a little clue. This is something that, that I kind of teach a little bit in when I was doing the codependency or enabling. You know you're in trouble when your life is consumed with somebody else's? You get my drift? If I am so busy trying to help somebody take care of their life that my life is out of control, then I'm in trouble. Amen? So think about that. So we're gonna land the plane. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, I just want to come before you and thank you, Lord, for this night, for this opportunity, for everyone that's here tonight, Lord. And I just want to pray, Lord, for those who this message might have struck a chord. And that, Lord, are maybe struggling with this, Lord, and don't know exactly how to, to let it go. Uh, Lord, I just pray that they would give it to you. I know that sounds easy, Lord. Yeah, Lord, take it. But Lord, there's more to it than that, is that we give it to you and then we want to pick it back up and run with it again. Help us not to do that. Help us, Lord, to walk in your path, Lord. Think about Psalm thirty-four, seventeen: the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Lord, you deliver us out of all—not some part, just a little one or two—out of all their troubles. Lord, we belong to you, and we know that you're listening. So, Lord, if there's any of them out there, Lord, that are just struggling with this, Lord, I pray that you would touch them even now, as we pray. Lord, we're going to be around. We're going to get Pastor Michael up, Mike, up here, and Pastor Chris. If you want to come up and pray with us and and, uh, we'd be more than happy to do that. So Lord, we just want to give this night to you. We give this time. We give our lives. We We give everything to you. You are so worthy. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.